Welcome to the Let's Talk BS podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Sophia. And we're coming to you live from the... 757. Good morning, Brian. Hey, what's going on, Sophia? How are you doing this morning? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good, pretty I good. I apologize for being a little late this morning. It's all good. It's all good. The was... system in Chesapeake sucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard that on a couple of occasions. You know? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. Yeah. We were out there for like an hour. And then I ended up taking the kids that were left over at the bus stop to school. Jeez. So it's funny because when I got there, I didn't even know, like, these kids' full names. I was just like, hey, look, so they question, just got a ride. Question, did you feel comfortable doing that, though? Like, taking kids? Oh, I got permission from the, from the adult. The yeah. parent. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I just didn't know. No, I ain't finna just pick up nobody's kids, no. I got you. No, nah, I mean, that's <laughs> the way you said it. I, I thought that's I thought you were saying, oh, like, to no. sense, like, hey. You didn't recognize your daughter, bus didn't come, and they were out there. They to be out there by themselves, like completely by themselves. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Middle child, not the oldest. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. They they definitely gave permission. I don't, yeah. Gotcha. I don't play games with kids. That's one thing I don't do. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I've heard, I, I know my capacity. neighborhood, I, I was, uh, I've heard like stories in my, even in my, my neighborhood that I live in where like, I don't know if the bus was late or somebody missed the bus or something. And like there was parents that like take their kids to school that drive there or whatever. Like they've helped out and like, you know, pick the kid up or whatever. Exactly. Yep. You know? Same situation. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Same situation. Yeah. Yeah. So I just didn't know how that, because I've never experienced that, but I just didn't know like, is that something that, you know, you just off the free spirit say, hey, I got you type of thing, even if you don't necessarily have a conversation with the parent or you got to make sure you have a conversation with the parent. Make sure I have know. a conversation. Even. I go as far as let's say, let's say the kids are outside playing, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of neighborhood neighborhood kids they play together. Yeah. And let's say they want to come in and get a popsicle. Call your parents before yeah. you walk in here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they need to hear my voice. I need to hear theirs. We need to have some type of conversation <laughs> before you walk into this house. Yeah, I remember uh, yeah, growing I up. It was funny having uh. My mom was like that, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, because uh, the house that I had growing up was kind of like, the, the, I'm going to say the playhouse, but, like, most of my friends growing up, they lived in, like, either, like, townhouses or apartments or condos. Yeah. And I was one of the only ones that actually had, like, a house, I guess you could say. Like, I had okay. a backyard, so I had, like, space to play and do things. Play basketball, I had a basketball in front of my house, mm-hmm. so we used to play ball in front of my house. And in my backyard, I remember we had a trampoline. Mm-hmm. And so I remember, uh, <laughs> you know, mind you, I'm like, you know, middle school so i'm probably like 12 13 years old at the time mm-hmm. and uh literally every single day when i'll come home from school like if i wasn't playing a sport during that particular time or even after that like we would just go jump on the trampoline and my mom made uh she made up this waiver <laughs> and so she made See, all the that. yeah she made all the yep. kids and parents yep. sign or not the kids made the parents sign the waiver for the kids to be able to come over i would do that too um, and it was just it was just funny because i remember i remember one time where um, one of the kids wanted to come jump on the trampoline even when I wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? So, like, and my mom was, like, it was kind of like a situation where, like, the person, I guess, my mom couldn't get in contact with their mom. She knew him, so it wasn't like it was, like, a person that was random, right? So she knew him, but she couldn't get in contact with their mom. I think I probably had been at practice or something like that, and the kids still wanted to come jump on the trampoline, and, like, he was all upset or whatever because my mom was just like, no. No. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Simple as that. Mm-mm. Yeah. When I was a kid, this girl that I um that I grew up with, 
she uh her her mother bought her a trampoline and she I used to go over to her house every now and again or whatever and we I don't remember jumping on the trampoline but what I do remember is seeing the trampoline and it had the thing around it the the net yeah see mine didn't have a net you mind you just, if you you jump the wrong way you was off that joint right but listen <laughs> She out, if I'm not mistaken, she had the net around it and she still managed to break her leg. And I learned Sheesh. my lesson from her. <laughs> and I never got on that trampoline. I was like, yeah, I ain't trying to break my leg. Because at the time I was playing basketball. Yeah. Like, See, that I was is, like, absolutely yeah. not. And I remember like back in the day, like she would have this cast on. She used to take like wire hangers and like scratch. Oh, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> I broke my arm and I used to get coat hangers like. And I used to get the plastic joints, even the wire joints, because that joint, I, I remember I broke my arm. I got a funny story, too. I, I'll tell you. I'll tell that story <laughs> as well, how I broke my arm. But, um, but yeah, so tramp, trampoline, like you said, um, I, I did the kind of the same thing. Like, when I got to, like, high school, I kind of stopped jumping on the trampoline for it. My sister had a eight-year difference between my sister. So she started jumping on it mm-hmm. a lot more. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to hurt myself. I was always cautious. I didn't want to hurt myself. Uh, um, but, yeah, I remember when I broke my arm, it's crazy, where... Um, I was I was young too, so we hadn't even moved to the house yet. So we, I was probably like nine, eight, nine years old, second or third grade. And you know, I don't know if you had this in Michigan, but we used to have. They still got them around here, like them green boxes, the electric boxes where kids like would sit on and just kind of yeah. pass and chill mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and so I remember there was this field. I used to live in this apartment complex. We used to call it first field, second field, and third field. So a lot of times we would play football or play soccer or something in in one of the fields, right? Because they're basically like this big field between the houses, between the apartments. And this is here in Virginia? This is Virginia Beach, okay. yeah. This is over in uh, Kings Grant. So um, anyway, I remember that it was the summertime and they were picking on this girl. It was this girl and they threw her shoes. You know how like the old school joints where you had your shoelaces tied and they hang them on the, the uh, wire. electrical wire, mm-hmm. right? So they had threw this girl's shoes in the tree. And it was like just her, it was up there and like you couldn't, I mean, she couldn't get them, you know what I'm saying? Because it was hanging from a tree branch. So, you know, me kind of be Superman, you know, I got up, I was like, I got you, I got you or whatever. Because I was looking at it as like the athlete, you know, the guy that would run and do all the stuff or whatever in the neighborhood. So I got up on the green box and I, I tried to jump and I did. I jumped and hung up on the branch, but it was like over to my left a little bit. So I was trying to reach for the shoes. And I remember I re- when I went to reach, this hand slipped. I fell back and landed like this and broke my wrist. That joint hurt so bad. Mm. I ran home. Like, they was like, Brian, are you okay? And a good, one good thing I will say, the shoes did come down. So the girl, the got, girl her got her shoes, right? Got her shoes at the expense of my, my arm. You know what I'm saying? But the shoes came down, so the girl was, was happy. And I, I ran home just holding my arm. And then I came in the house and I showed my mom. My mom was like, I, I remember her reaction, right? Because I didn't even look at it myself. I just remember it hurt so bad. And I remember her reaction. She was like, "Oh snap, we gotta go. To, we gotta go to the doctor, Brian." I was like, "Oh man!" And so, so I. So it didn't look deformed. It, it was just like, like it was just you can see. I mean, the bone wasn't coming out of the skin or nothing oh, like that, okay. but it was just like it looked like limp. <laughs> yeah, it just looked. Yeah, it just it was it was going like this. Like she, you can kind of see that. Yeah, it was. It, it wasn't right. good. Yeah, something went right. So, um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I had that summer though. I had a cast on my arm, 
And I remember it was to be so hot, so sweaty. Mm-hmm. I was so mad because I wanted to play and I couldn't play. couldn't play. Man, I used to sit there and, and reach down there and, and, and get the coat hanger and scratch my arm. And I remember once I got the cast off, it happened like the second week of school. So I remember the beginning of school that next year, I still had the cast on, which mm-hmm. sucked. And I remember... Um, I had, but it was one thing that was cool. Everybody that first day of school signed my cast, which was fire. I was, I was like, that yeah, was what the teacher did. Ca- cast the teacher too, was like, yeah. the teacher was like, yeah, you know what? Everybody signed Brian's cast, so she kind of, mm-hmm. she was looking out trying to make me feel. Did good. you have a color cast? Nah, it was white. Okay. It was a white joint. Yeah, it was a white joint. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so everybody signed the cast or whatnot. And I remember when the dude, because I remember when the dude cut it off. Um, before when he put the cast on, he was like, you know, you can't stick anything down there or whatever. So we cut it off. You could tell because I had been doing it so much. I think it was like you could kind of see a lot of me like scratching my arm, my wrist because it was so like sweaty and they stuff. Know, man. They know. They and, got and, crazy. And they the know. Dude, the dude was like, the dude was like, you been scratch your arm, have you? I was like, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> I could. I was looking at what he was looking at. You know what I'm saying? I was gonna lie to the dude. I was like, Nah, man. Yeah, I was. It would've been it. even more funny if you just would lie. Yeah. Like, oh. and my mom was right there too, so I, I was like, you know, and she knew I was scratching the jump too. I mean, it I, wasn't. Obviously, you know, you yeah, need an itch. yeah, yeah. That joint is like crazy. And then the itch you can't get to. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, that, that those are the worst. Yeah, that joint was terrible. Was yeah. Terrible. So what you been up to? I mean, um, I know you went to the Super Bowl. How was that experience? Yeah. Um, Y'all still lost. You spent all that money for you to go there and lose. <laughs> that <was funny. laughs> that's terrible. You was probably rooting against us, too. I know you I was. was. Oh, I was going terrible. for the Chiefs. That's terrible. Why are you going for the Chiefs, for? Because my mom lived in Missouri. Oh, that's why? You just go find a reason, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> that's you asked the question. I answered. <laughs> that's terrible, man. That's absolutely terrible. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, nah, the Super Bowl was dope, man. Um, I'm going to take a step back one so Friday, the last day we recorded was my dad's birthday. So oh, okay. um, we went out to dinner, went to Ruth Chris um, on Friday night, which was really, really cool. Uh, it was me, my mom, my dad, my sister, her boyfriend, uh, Brooke, and then the kids. So we all went. It was really, really cool. Um, I, I, again, I always say I always try, I'm trying to teach my, my son punctuality. So he had the napkin over him and he was like wiping it. It was, just, it was funny, man. Oh, my gosh. Jada yeah. was just doing that last night. For real. Oh, my goodness. Yes. She was taking a corner, wiping the corner of her mouth. <laughs> and so she had ate a shrimp last night. And, like, when I eat shrimp, I I bite down on the shell, but not too hard. And then I just so happen to be able to pull the shrimp out with my teeth. I ain't got to touch it. I ain't got to do gotta, nothing, you know, right? You know how to do some, some magic, then. I don't know how to do that. Like, you can. Okay. You just probably never tried it. Yeah. You know, sometimes you be thinking out the box. You be thinking out the box. She was some stuff else. Like, she said she bite the shell, <laughs> slide that drain out, shell still in her mouth, pop that drain. Like, you got, you got it. Yo. <laughs> I, 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 need, I need to take notes. I, I want to know how to do that. Whatever. But anyway, so she was like breaking it down. Her hands was filthy, all kinds of garlic and butter and all this stuff all over her hands, right? So then she goes like this. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. That's oh, my son does that too. Yeah. Immediately I was yeah. pissed. I yeah. was like, why are you doing that? <laughs> we get immediately we go into this etiquette. Like, not supposed to. She was like, this is what she did to me. <laughs> she sat there. She looked at me because she knew she had not done anything wrong. And she slowly lifted the black nap, the black uh uh oh, place yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I was like... So she was trying to show you, like, hey, I know what I'm doing over here. Yeah, she was like, yeah. I'm not wiping my, my uh, hands on my pants. And I said, oh, okay. Yeah, she had the handkerchief in the, on her... And so yeah, she gave me this lie. smirk, like, yeah, you was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kids will do that when you're wrong. Yeah, they'll do that. Yeah, my son does that, Because I definitely was about to get... Oh, my gosh. It was, it was right there. I was... I was about to go ham on her. Whole yeah. pig. Yeah, I said pig. <laughs> <laughs> you silly, man. Well, go ahead, my bad. Yeah, nah. Um, but yeah, so Friday night we went to dinner. That was really, really fun. Um, you know, celebrating my pops. And then uh we left. Our flight was Saturday morning at five o'clock. So we had to five o'clock AM. Yeah. So we had to Ooh. get to the airport pretty early, um, like three thirty, four o'clock. And uh, surprisingly, there was actually some de- decent amount of folks at the airport, too. That, uh, Who did y'all uh, fly? We flew through. So we flew American. We flew American had a flight from Norfolk to Charlotte and then Charlotte to Vegas. Um, so we flew that way. We get, end up getting to Vegas at like 9.30, 9.45 in the morning because, you know, we're flying, you know, back through, you know, West Coast time or going to West Coast time. So um, we got there in the morning. It was cool. They, the hotel we stayed at, we was able to get early check-in, so we was able to drop our stuff off. And then um, I, ended up, I ended up linking up with my buddy, um, Sherman. Um, he was on a previous episode we did, um, CPA. Um, him and his wife were out there, so we ended up eating brunch with them at this place called Sugarcane, which was really, really, really good. Um, the drink place? Nah, it was, it was just a restaurant. Oh. Yeah, it was a restaurant called Sugarcane. It was in the uh, Venetian Hotel at... Uh, at the, in the, at oh, I'm thinking Sugar Factory. Yeah. I'm thinking Sugar Factory. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, it's a place called Sugar Cane. It was good. It had, like, chicken and waffles and stuff. It was really, really good. Okay. Um, then after that, we went to this day party, which was really, really cool. Um, they played that music, that, that like, you know, the little, like, tech, like I don't even know what it's called. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They played that type of music. And that's actually what Brooke likes as well. So, like, it was pretty cool kind of seeing her in that element. Because we really never, trying to think, like, over the years, we've never really, like, went to, like, parties that had that type of music to be honest with you you know what i'm saying most of the times we went to like you know regular dj that had like hip-hop and r&b type of music or whatever um so that was pretty cool um we was there for a minute uh it was crazy man they were charging outrageous prices it cost 50 dollars to get in but like to get like a table it was uh two thousand now twenty thousand it was twenty thousand dollars to get a table in there so mm-hmm. we was like because me and sherman had went up and asked the guy and they were like he was like yeah okay never mind but um, it was cool. We was in there. They had like you know girls dancing and stuff. They had bubbles and champagne stuff. It was it was dope, man. We were there for like four hours. Then after that, we just kind of walked around. It was surprisingly pretty chilly in um, Vegas too. The weather was like 50, 55 degrees. So you know everybody had like you know long sleeve jackets or whatever on. Um, so we just walked around really the rest of Saturday. Um, went to a couple of bars. Um, and we ended up going to um, a place called things called Bardo or something like that. Um, that's in the Aria. Um, yeah, Aria Resort. And what was pretty cool is I ended up, we were sitting there eating dinner that night on Saturday night and, um, DJ Nice came up to us. So DJ Nice is, uh, pretty sure most folks probably know him. He was the DJ that was DJing a lot during the pandemic. Like, I don't know if he was actually having like DJ like shows and, um, a lot of like verses. Not, not necessarily. Well, he, he did participate in verse in verses. Yeah. He, he DJed against another DJ. I can't remember who it was. But um, but he was one of the ones that like started and versus kind of picked up off of what he was doing. But he would like say, "Hey, I'm going live. I'm just going to DJ a whole bunch of music sets or whatever." Um, so he was sitting eating dinner beside us, and he was with um the woman from My Wife and Kids show I really liked growing up. And it was crazy because she looked totally different now. She had like short hair because uh, I think it was Claire. 
in the show. She was the one that was kind of dutsy a little bit, like in the my my wife one the, the daughter, the second daughter. Do you know what I'm talking about? The little daughter, not the, a big one. The, the oldest, the light skinned girl. She yeah. looked mixed. Yeah, yeah, had light skinned girl, had long curly hair. Yeah, so she was there. Um, she sat both of them sat beside us, ate dinner. We were talking. He was telling us about he, you know, he had a DJ at a party that night or whatever. Um, so that was pretty cool. Connected with them a little bit, seeing a whole bunch of you know celebrities just around, just a different like throughout the hotels, the different parties or whatever, which was pretty cool. Um, then the next day, um, end up you know going to sleep. I would say probably nine, ten o'clock because I mean we were exhausted. That was pretty much almost staying up a full twenty four hours um, at that particular time. So we ended up waking up, and then I got tickets to this tailgate. It's called the Players Tailgate, um, and it was pretty cool because there was a whole bunch of people there. Um, they had all like famous chefs from like the Food Network cooking food. Um, Brooke, she really, really likes the Food Network. She likes Bobby Flay and the guy uh, Mark Murphy were the two big famous chefs. Um, so she, I was able to get her to int- uh, introduce her to them. She took pictures with them and everything. So that was really, really cool. That was pretty much the highlight of her trip um, was being able to meet them and then you know eat some of their culinary things that they were pre- uh, preparing. Um, so that was cool, man. I ended up seeing another one of my buddies named Todd. Um, he lived. He, I didn't even know this, but he had just moved to uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And so um, he was in Vegas, so we ended up running into each other. We was kicking it for a little bit, so that was pretty cool, too. Um, and then we went over to the game. The game was right across the street, and the game was dope, man. I seen Gail King. Uh, took uh, My buddy, his wife, took pictures with her. Uh, it was just a whole bunch of people we saw, man. It was a whole bunch of people we saw, but uh, it was cool. Like, the game was fire. Halftime show was fire. I mean, I'm pretty sure most folks liked it as well, the Usher performance with all the different guests that he had come out. Um, just being in the building, you know, the electricity in the building. I mean, that joint was, it was, it was dope. Like it was literally, um, when I was younger, I always wanted to go to the Super Bowl. So like to be able to have this like bucket list item to be able to, to check off my list and do it at the age that I'm, that I did it at was dope. Instead of like waiting until I'm like 60 and stuff like that, I was able to enjoy something like that right now. So it was dope. Even though my boys lost, gave up the game, hate how we lost. We was winning the whole game, gave it up, lost in overtime. Um, but to experience that, man, that was something that, uh, was really, really dope. You know, my kids, I was FaceTiming my kids. They was all excited. They was wearing jerseys back at home and, you know, they was all excited about the game. So it was cool. That (laughs) That sounds like fun. Wish I was there. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. It was really, really cool, man. It was definitely a good time. I definitely recommend people, you know, if you got things you want to accomplish and do goals or just like vacations or places you want to see. Absolutely. Go see them, man. See them. See them when you're young, when it means a lot more to you. You know yep. what I'm saying? You know, go do those things, you know, obviously within reason, but do those things when you can and when you want to. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Versus waiting until, you know, they may not mean as much and, you know. But yeah. Yeah. Super Bowl was dope, man. Yeah. How you was go, the, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you about to say. Oh, how ahead. was uh, if they, if I know that next year they're playing in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. Or New Orleans. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And. <laughs> And if the 49ers go, you going next year too? Nah, nah, I ain't going, man. Cause that it one costs a lot it of money. Broke your heart? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you said it broke my heart. Nah, it's two two reasons. One, I mean, it costs a lot of money, right? And to me, bucket list items are bucket list items. Like you know, you go and you do it once, and that's and that's what it is. You know what I mean? But that ain't your first Super Bowl, is it? It's my first one when I've actually went inside the game. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. and so it, it's funny because I was talking to. Uh, one of my homeboys, because the 49ers went to the Super Bowl in 2019, and I went to, that was down in Miami, and so I went, I didn't go into the game, but I was, I you know, went out there with a couple buddies, we were having a good time, and um, the 49ers lost that Super Bowl, 
And then this year, they went to Vegas, actually went into the Super Bowl, had a great time, and they lost that they Super Bowl. lost. So I was telling my, talking to my buddies, he was like, man, you bad luck, Brian. You need to stay your ass home. Yep. So, so I was like, you know what? Yeah, unless, unless my son, like, I've had that experience with Brooke now, so unless, like, my son want to do something like that or my dad wants to go, you know, I would do that. You know what I mean? But if the 49ers just go back next year, I mean, it ain't going to be better than what I just experienced. Like, Usher, Vegas, like, it's, that's the pinnacle. And that's okay. it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Mardi Gras was what? This past week? Before. Yeah, it was week it was that leading that week leading up to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Nah, because I one of my clients is in um she's in New Orleans right now. And she I just well, I just no, called it, her like right. two days ago and she was like, Hey, I'm in Mardi Gras. Oh, Can right I call now? you right back? Well Mardi Gras <laughs> is like ten days, and it? it's like a week and a half, two weeks. Know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it started, I think because I know it starts with Fat Tuesday. So if I'm not mistaken. Fat Tuesday. What because, is Fat Tuesday? I only know the restaurant Fat Tuesday. Yeah, that's the whole, I guess, again, I don't know if the cart before the horse. I don't know where it came from or what came first. But Fat Tuesday is always the official kickoff for Mardi Gras. Yeah, so okay. if I'm not mistaken, I believe, because I remember I was talking to, I can't remember who it was. might have been my buddy Sherman because he's from New Orleans. That's where he's actually from. Okay. Um, But I think the Mardi Gras started last Tuesday and I think it lasts like 10 days, if I'm not mistaken. So I think it's probably going to end like right, right around like today or this weekend. Or something like that. So, okay. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I've never been to New Orleans though. So that is something that is, uh, enticing, I, I guess never, you could say, but I've never, well, apparently I've lived there and then, no, I just found, yeah. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Sorry. Louisiana. Hmm. Okay. Apparently, I lived in Baton Rouge, and I don't remember any of it. Okay. I just found this out after my dad passed away. Oh, wow. Okay. And so, I would like to go to New Orleans. I would like to go to Essence Fest one time mm-hmm. with, with a group of girls. I think yeah. that'll be fun. Yeah, my buddy um, my buddy Tyrone, man, his, uh, I remember his, his wife, and I, did he go to? I know his wife, and I think her girlfriends, they went like, it might have been last year, if I'm not mistaken, but he said that they had a really, really good time. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, New Orleans is definitely a place that um I heard was really, really fun. My dad, he's been to Mardi Gras before, uh, yeah, back when he was it. when he was in the military. I know he said he went down there with a thing with a couple of his buddies or whatever. But uh, yeah, because I think uh, A or B school, one of the schools in the Navy is in Mississippi. Okay, and so a lot of them, when they're in A school or B school. I can't remember what school. It's a Navy. It's some type of training that's in Mississippi for people that's in the Navy. And it's literally like, I think, an hour away where, oh, they, right. where they're from, where they are. Where they are to, 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 to New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of them will, like, just go there for the weekend and then come back because technically you could travel within three hours of where you are. Okay. Without having to put in any leave requests and all that stuff. So okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that, Super Bowl next year, no, it should be fun. Hopefully, um, the Niners get back there and, and actually win it this time. But yeah, I'm gonna definitely. My next couple of Super Bowls will definitely be. I'll be at home on the couch or okay. at somebody else's Super Bowl party. For sure. All right. Yeah, I saw that was um, dope too. I seen um, Usher after the Super Bowl. I guess he got married to his girlfriend or something. I thought he like got that. married before the Super Bowl. I heard that it was. Uh, but maybe not. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't he know. He got the, married. Yeah, he got married during that time, you know, somehow, some way. But yeah, I did hear that, uh, which was pretty dope. I thought that was pretty cool as well, you know. And then um, just seeing, like, one thing I'll say, I mean, you obviously, I guess, watching at home, trying to remember, you, they probably don't show this part, but, like, seeing once, like, halftime started and once they bring all of the stuff out and put it on the field and get it ready for the show, 
I mean, it was so many people, and they did that thing in like three minutes. Like they brought all the stages out, like everything. I mean, it literally happened that quickly, and it was pretty. It was just pretty cool to kind of like see that. I know a lot of times I think it's probably like commercials are ran, so you don't really get to see that part of like the the brink the right. the putting together and the, the every now and again you might be able to see like when the um when the what are, are they called spectators or who are the people who talk. Yeah, yeah, the commentators. Commentators. Yeah. So when they're talking, depending on where they are yeah. set up, sometimes yeah. you can kind of see, see this stuff back, happening, yeah. happening yeah. in the background. They're trying to blur it out, but, you know, you know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. But, I thought that was pretty cool, just seeing, <clears throat> you know, everything that he was putting, everything that was being put together for the show. Um, that, was, that was dope. That being was dope. at a game is like no other. Like, I feel like I would prefer to go and watch a football game and go and watch a basketball game in person than to sit and watch it on TV. Because yeah. there's so much stuff that's going on that you don't see on TV. Yeah. Interactions with, I mean, I don't know about football because I've been to a, I've been to a probably handful of professional football games, but I've been to tons of professional basketball games. Yeah. And it's so much interaction with the crowd that you don't get to see and it's so fun. Yeah. And then depending on like, your status, <laughs> you might have access to certain parts of the stadium that yeah. you don't even know is there. Because they be having like these secret clubs and stuff like that, that mm -hmm. um, you can enter VIP areas and mm -hmm. stuff like that. That's really fun. Yeah. yeah. And I like that kind yeah. of stuff. Uh, too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I was, the seats I had, we had really good seats, man. We were in section 207. So we were in the club level, right, of seats. So, you know, all your like celebrities that, you know, had class. I even seen, I think Floyd Mayweather had bought, they said, uh, a club section for like over $1 million. I was like, goodness yeah. gracious. Yeah. And, um, but, but that's a write off for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, the whole trip, what I found out too is you the went trip. with your CPA, so you definitely can't. You, hey. you discussed he, he gave me game. He was like, he was showing me how, like, he was showing me, you know, seriously, he was showing me, like, how you can write it off. So I'm, I'm going to write that money off. Yes. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure, for sure. But uh, as soon as I, so I thought about it and you said you was going with Sherman, I was like, oh, yeah, this is an automatic write-off. Y'all sit down, have lunch, y'all talk about taxes for a little bit. Yeah. Boom. And he was even telling me, like, because, you know, sports gambling is, like, a big thing now. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a lot of times if you sports gambling, you make money sports gambling, you got to pay taxes on that, on that, on that money. And so he was like, with that, the caveat you can do, he was like, with going to the Super Bowl, it's like, hey, I'm live watching the game because I put money on the game mm -hmm. and I'm wanting to watch my investment and see how how it pays off. So because you're actually doing that, like that's a way that that whole event of going to the game could be written off. So I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's music to my ears. So that's good. Music to your ears. Definitely, definitely. But uh, but yeah, the Super Bowl was fun, man. It was great. Um, on the way back, we flew Breeze. Breeze has direct flights. I was about to say, what is Breeze? Yeah, I, thought, Breeze. I thought you were trying to tell me it was a Breeze. <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, Breeze is an airline. It's a new airline. I think it came out maybe like two, three years ago. Mm. Um, but they have direct flights from here to Las Vegas. Um, but they're only on, I think, two days a week. They're only on Fridays and Mondays. And so the reason I didn't fly Breeze there, because I'm always looking for a direct flight. That's just how I am. Like, I'm always looking for a direct flight. I hate layovers. So the reason I didn't do it on Friday, obviously, was because of my my dad's birthday. So we didn't we didn't leave out till Saturday. So Saturday they didn't have any flights out. Um, but we flew back breeze on Monday, um, and that was cool. It was fine. It was a you know no pun intended. It was a breeze, but they did have a slight delay um, leaving out. Um, so you know we did get back a little bit later than you know what we were anticipating or whatnot. And I really feel like I want to say as of yesterday, I finally like got my legs up under me as far as like. 
the West Coast, East Coast time. Like I, I've been staying up late than I normally am because I've been on the West Coast time still and been missing my morning workouts or whatever. So I was I was able to work out this morning for the first time in a week. So that felt good. Felt like I finally got back in my um in my routine. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was cool. Like I said, all in all, man, it was a great great trip. Great trip. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah, what did you do for the Super Bowl? Did you, you had like a, did you go somewhere? Did you just watch it at home, have a party or anything or what? Yeah, I traveled. I was in Northern Virginia. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, we just sat there and watched the game. I, I actually fell asleep after us. Third quarter, five minutes in, I was done. You sleep? Yeah. yeah. I was tired. I had worked that morning. Matter of fact, well, let's, let's, let's put some mortgage into this story. Yeah, yeah. What you got? So, I woke up Sunday morning to a phone call from a real estate agent saying, hey, Sophia, I got this client. They want to make an offer on the house. Can we get a pre-approval letter? And if they submit the application, can you get it done? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I can yeah. get it done. So were you we already so were you already in Northern Virginia at this time? Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Already right. there. Okay. Okay. I had a um a first time homebuyers uh class on Saturday morning, which I did in Northern Virginia too, oh, just sweet. on Zoom. Okay. So then on Sunday I get this phone call. It's 10 a.m. I had just woke up because mm -hmm. I had went to sleep late that Saturday night. Okay. And I had woke up kind of late Sunday morning. Yeah. So I get up. I go use the restroom, and then I'm done using the restroom, and I get this phone call. I hadn't even brushed my teeth yet, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Took the phone call. I was like, okay, yeah, just give me, like, five, ten minutes so I can brush my teeth, wash my face, you know, kind of wake myself up, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Call the person, get the application in, send out the pre-approval letter. They make the offer. The very next day, the agent reached out and was like, hey, they're going with another lender. Do you know how pissed that was? <laughs> oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I've had those calls before myself. Yeah. I was so mad. Mm-hmm. Because it took my letter to be able to make that offer. Yeah, yeah. And people sometimes can be inconsiderate of the work that we do. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can't even get my words together. I'm, I'm thinking, thinking about that day. I delayed. I delayed my day, right, and had multiple conversations on Super Bowl Sunday. I delayed my my alcoholic beverage <laughs> that day. For this conversation, and then to get that news, it was very upsetting. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I would tough, never man. do that to anybody. Yeah. I would solely be appreciative of you taking your time out on a Sunday, not only just any Sunday, but Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. To assist me and to actually call me and talk to me and have a conversation and let's work through this for, so I can get this house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I, you know, I've had that happen to me numerous times. A lot of times, you know. Like most of the agents that I work with, you know, we're, I mean, I wouldn't say we're friends, but we have a relationship, a, a working relationship where we look out for each other. And so obviously you want to, you know, I, like I've had times where I'm like, look, I told the agent, like, look, you need to call your buyers and let them know what's going on. That they're That's not jumping ship. They're not leaving. They're not leaving work with me because you, you understand the dynamic of what's going on. Sometimes I'll be honest with you. It's, you don't necessarily always know. Um, sometimes you do, but so, a lot of people are, 
you know, self-centered. So they don't they don't even look at that like that you to like they just look at like, hey, I'm trying to buy this house. I need I need what I need. Get it to me. Get it to me like that. People people actually are like that. So sometimes you got to remind Maybe people. It's hard to recognize because I'm not like that. Yeah, I'm not like that either. But I'm just saying yeah. there's some people who are. That's how they operate. They always operate where when they're doing something, nobody else in matters. the world is doing anything or matters. What they're doing is the most important thing. So everybody who's involved in what they're doing needs to bow down to them in that situation. And that's how people are sometimes. And you got to remind people that that's not that's not how things work. Like we all need each other to help make this thing move. So you need mm-hmm. to, you know, what a uh, Birdman said, put some respect on my name, mm-hmm. put some respect on my name and understand yep. like, hey, I'm, you know, on a Sunday where I'm spending time with my family or doing other things like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something that's aiding you to help you. So we're not in the position anymore where you're going to try to seek business elsewhere or try to like, hey, flip this. <laughs> like, nah, we're not doing it. Like, I'm where we standing on business, right? You know, standing on business. Stand on business, you know what I'm saying? We'll start firing people. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I, I've had that situation. I remember a couple of weeks ago, I kind of had a similar situation with someone. You know, I had conversations, multiple different conversations. Husband was in one state, wife's in this state. I'm having the same conversation three, four different times, a different people, you know, mm-hmm. to the, the husband one time, to the wife three times, and, you know, boom. And then we finally get a house on a contract. I'm giving them all these scenarios. They want to know if I put down this amount of money, if I put down this amount of money, what is rates doing right now? They seen something come on the news. What did rate do here? Like, I mean, I'm having these conversations for like a week and a half, two weeks. And then finally, we're on a contract and it's a, it's a, I talked to both of them. Everybody's good. We locked the loan. Everybody's happy. I get a call on a Sunday. I'm at my son's basketball game and they're like, yo, we got a, another, um, we got another quote from another lender saying that they can do this rate. Can you match it? And I'm sitting there having to step out here, talk to them because it is a high price point. So I do want to secure the deal and also help oh, them yeah, out. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm out here, my son's looking around for me at the basketball game, trying to see where I'm at. I'm missing that time that I, I cherish. The reason I do what I do is for those moments. I'm like, man, go ahead, man. I just told totally, I was like, man, we just have to talk about this on Monday. And then I called the agent. And I was like, look, you need to talk to them, man. Like I'm not about to have these types of back and forth. So she championed and stood up for me. Um, you know, in that situation, but That's sometimes, good. sometimes you just gotta have That's those conversations. Really good that yeah. you had someone who championed for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I got agents that champion for me, but in this particular situation, that was not the case. But that's fine. Yeah, yeah, it just sucks when <laughs> those situations fine. happen. Though, it, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So jumping into um some of the topics that we were going to be discussing today, I know yeah. that earlier you mentioned what was it. Yeah, so I know early, this week we had a pretty busy week when it comes to uh, like the media, mortgages, and different things that influence. Oh, the CPI um, report. Woo. You know what the market has been Sheesh. doing. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the CPI report came out. I think it was on Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, and it said that inflation had went up 0.3 percent. Um, it was a little bit higher than what had expected on a month over month basis, mm-hmm. um, and so that immediately had a negative impact when it comes to interest rates. Uh, we've been having a pretty good run of, you know, rates going down. And so we did have a the last two weeks, I would say now, um, you know, a sharp turn where rates kind of went up a little bit because of that that information on the CPI report. So um, I did see a couple um, couple of loans I'm working on right now. We we'll, we'll call it in our in our world, either locking a loan or you're letting a loan float. Um, so there's a couple of loans where we're letting it float because we want to see how the market responds and you know what the different things that are going to be coming down the pipe over the next couple of weeks. So we did have a negative, I guess you could say, in our world when it comes to rates um, on Tuesday, where the CPI report came in, you know, a little bit hotter than expected. So, yeah, and then also 
this week we had the jobs report and it came out too. Um, and it showed that um, unemployment actually went down a little bit from last week to this week. And so with that information, um, rates actually got a little bit better. So mm-hmm. we still didn't get the, the gains that we lost, I would say, on yeah. Tuesday, um, but we did get a little get back. Yeah. Just a little, little get back, you know, so that's always good when we log in on our system and, you know, the system, it'll give us like the live, it's almost like looking at the stock market. Um, it gives us a live, you know, run of where the rates are and, and what they're doing and how they're moving. And, you know, it's either in the red or it's in the green, you know what I mean? And so when we see it in the red, we're like, ah, you know, it's a tough not day. A good day to lock. Not a good day, you know, but when it's in the green, you know, it is, it is something that's like, yes, okay, we're moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So we did, we had a red, a couple of red days and we did have a good green day. So, but yeah, that was pretty much, you know, as far as movement in the market and rates. I mean, that's what, you know, what happened this week so far. Yeah. I had someone inquire about an ARM, an adjustable rate mortgage. Okay. And I hadn't had anybody refer come to me and ask me about that product in years. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. Years. Yeah. In years. But um, it just so happened that right now, with our company specifically, I can't speak for all companies, but... Um, the 30-year fixed with 20% down was definitely a better move than the ARM product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. if you don't know what a ARM is, it, it means adjustable rate mortgage. So that's one of those uh, mortgage products that will stay the same rate um, for a certain amount of years, and then it can adjust every so often based on the sec- the back end of what that um, adjustable rate mortgage is. Yeah, yeah. So you'll have... I remember um, you'll have some people who are very strategic. Like I remember when I first, um, I mean, it's been, like you said, it's been so long, man. It's been, it's been it's so been long. Minute, but I remember even back when I was at Wells Fargo, there were a couple of scenarios where I would run where people like were on contract work, but they got a job here. Right. They were here for a couple of years. You know, they would do an arm. And so let's say the 30-year fixed rate, let's just say it was 5%, but the arm rate was 4% or mm-hmm. 425 but the arm was for three years or five, five years, years, right? Mm-hmm. They would do the arm rate so they could take advantage of a lower rate, mm-hmm. you know, during the time where they knew for a fact they were going to be here. But they knew that their job was a line of work where they moved a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they typically sold the house when they moved. Um, and so, therefore, you know, they were like, hey, instead of getting a 30-year fixed rate, you know, which there's stability there, you know, let's go ahead and take advantage of, you know, this lower rate during this shorter period of time because I know, I'm not going to be here for a full 30 years or even longer than, you know, that that short period of time of that fixed rate being lower. So um, there's different, you know, ways you can kind of go about it. But, yeah, right now, um, you know, like you said, when it comes to arm rates, um, you know, in that scenario, it sounds like a 30-year fix was still a better option. It was. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it definitely was. I mean, at the time, I think the rate was like almost 8%, if not in the eights with some of the different products. Yeah. um, Depending on what what arm they were in. Yeah. And I was able to get them there in the sixes right now. Yeah. No mortgage insurance. So no am I, yeah. 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 Typically, I mean, arms aren't gonna be when you're putting twenty percent down, most of the time they're not gonna be as favorable. Yeah, they're not gonna be as favorable. And most of the time when you're putting twenty percent down, that means you plan to be in the home for a little bit, you know, and in most cases, you know, I mean most people Maybe. when they put twenty percent down, they're they're spending their money in a way where they're making that investment. So they're not gonna wanna move in a in a in a two to three year time frame. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In most cases, like I said, obviously everybody's situation is a little different. But Absolutely. you know, if you look at it from the, you know, a greater, you know, broads perspective, I mean most of the time if people are putting down that amount of money, they're gonna they plan to be there for at least a you know foreseeable future. Yeah. Um but yeah also I mean shoot, there's scenarios and, and circumstances where even, you know, right, we mentioned before, we're refinancing, right? 
Um, I've had a couple people already refinance earlier this year for various different reasons. Some people just debt consolidating because, you know, right now credit card debt is at an all time. I know we're over trillions of dollars as a as a, as a as a country, you know, in debt and credit card debt. So I've had people who just kind of consolidate and leverage their equity in their home um, to be able to pay off their credit card debt and kind of have their monthly output be be lessened for them. But I also had some folks just because of the time frame where I helped them purchase a house last year around like July, yeah, July, August time frame where rates kind of peaked up a little bit, mm-hmm. um, where they were in the high sixes. Um, and even one was at 7% when it comes to like a VA buyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, right now, you know, I was able to lock them in on a interest rate reduction loan, which VA is, is, uh, is another great benefit from VA where you can, you know, do an interest rate reduction where you could actually refinance and lower your rate to the current market rate. And it'd be very minimal um, that has to happen. And as long as your payments have been on time since you've had the mortgage and as long as it's been um, at least six months or 210 days, um, since you actually closed on the home, um, we can do a refinance and lower the rate down to the current market rate. So I got a couple people who I'm helping where they're dropping their rate down from 7% to right around 6%, right around 5.99. Their mortgage payment is dropping by $200. And because of the timing of everything, they're also able to skip two mortgage payments as well. Um, so there's no appraisal that has to be done or anything like that. We don't even have to confirm like employment information, none of that stuff. It's literally just confirming that you know, your mortgage payment has been paid on time um, and then that you also have at least a 600 credit score. I mean, we do just kind of check to see that, that, you know, your, your credit just didn't implode, you know, since you purchased the home. You know, and I know, I know a lot of y'all going to look at, y'all going to listen to uh, Brian's time frame. He said six months and then he also said two and ten days because they don't really eat the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You're right. It's, what he was trying to say was six payments. Six payments. That's true. Yeah, six payments. Yeah, depending on when you close, right? That de- that determines when your first payment is made, and you know you said six payments. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's true. My bad. My bad. People are like, hold on, wait. He the mortgage guy. He can't <laughs> Right. Right. <laughs> but it was cool though. Like I said, I helped a couple people. Man, yeah. you know, we're doing that right now as we speak. They plan to close in March. Um, you know, and they're gonna have to. They're gonna be able to. Drop their payment by two hundred dollars, and then are also going to be able to skip March and April's payment. So, um, you know, their payments, their new payments, don't kick in until May, which is a great benefit. I mean, you know, if their payment's twenty five, twenty six hundred bucks, that's five or six thousand dollars that they could put towards something else or just kind of keep in their pocket. Yep. You know, and and really, there's no out of pocket expenses when you do the the interest rate reduction loan through the VA. Um, there are closing costs that are involved, so there are costs that they put on your loan for actually executing the refinance, um, which are very get to skip two, yeah, two monthly payments, yeah, which is so very they, similar to how much you get to skip. So yeah. it kind of, in a sense, is a wash. But if you plan to stay or be in the house for the foreseeable future, I mean, it's a good time to you know potentially look at that, especially if you purchase that time. And also, there's you know, because a conversation I had with both of the people who I helped with this was like, hey, if I refinance now. Does that prevent me from being able to do it later if rates get even lower? Absolutely not. And no. I mean, you can still refinance, you know, again, that clock starts again, the six mm-hmm. payments or the 210 days. Um, that clock stop, that clock clock starts again. Um, I know, right? <laughs> but um, but yeah, so you, you can continue to do it. So if rates, you know, drop below five top of next year, then you can just do it again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's something where it's not like you have to like, be perfect when it comes to your timing. Like as long as it makes sense and there's a benefit for you to do it now, then if the opportunity comes again, then you can just do it again. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. So 
I was um, browsing social media, as we all do, right? Mm -hmm. And I saw this topic come up where it said, um, would you buy a home from someone who doesn't own a house themselves? Whether you're talking to your lender or you're talking to your real estate agent. It's a good question. So the question, I so I guess And I do not mean I do not mean to offend anybody who is an agent and don't owe. So look not offending you at all. Yeah. So but it I, is something that I saw online. Yeah, because I mean, to me, I can't do you know, I'm gonna play your cause I always get on you for doing this because I'm I'm a very like yes or no question person. And um I know a lot of times, you know, you'd be like, Well, the circumstance benefit of doubt. Yeah, yeah. You know, or you'd be like, Well, this, 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 and that, or, you mm -hmm. know, there's an exception here. So I feel like there's an exception to this one, but there are many exceptions to this one. But um I would like for the person who's helping me buy a house to have purchased a house themselves. I think that's probably the only right. But I've it's funny, I mean there's been times there was a time uh, that sticks out of my brain specifically where um there was an agent who does a lot of business. You actually know her. I'll mention you too. I'll, I'll mention her name off air, but okay. um, she does a lot of business. So in my mind, I just thought, well, I know for a fact she owns her own home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I remember we having like a, a sidebar conversation about something and it, it came out in conversation that she didn't own her home. And I was kind of like shocked. I, I didn't bring it up or anything, but it was just something I took in my brain. Like, dang, like, you know what I mean? Just because you out here selling houses sometimes don't necessarily mean that you, you know, are doing what you I ain't gonna say should be doing, which I, I kinda think you should, but um that you may not be subscribing like, to your own. That's like getting muscle. marriage advice from a single person. There you go. That's a good come up. That's, that, that's that's a good comparison. That's a good comparison. But I guess the thing is though, but, people, but, 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 but question yeah. when people are like if you have a real estate agent right that's helping you, right? Because mm -hmm. I've I really haven't had to have this circumstance. Because every time I've had a real estate agent help me buy a house, it's either been like I've been a part of it because my wife has a real estate license or I've had like one of my buddies who's a real estate agent. So it's like a different dynamic mm -hmm. um, than most people, I would say. Okay. But like, do do you talk to your agent about their personal situation? Like, do people like, how would you know if your agent owns their own home? You see what I'm saying? Like, because I think you could still, an agent could help a person buy a house and that never, ever come up. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? That is true. So how, like, but I know that if I, because I, okay. I'm trying to think back when I, when I first bought my home, I did, I don't recall ever asking my agent if she, if she owned her own home. Really, I don't, I don't recall that. But if I had to take buying a house out of the equation and we talked about normal things like hair, right? Mm-hmm. When I'm talking to my hairdresser about hair, I'm asking about her personal experience. Like, hey, have you have you tried this? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. have you experienced this? Have you seen this before? Like, how is this? Like, how has it been? Yeah. And I guess I would I would say that I would have translated, but at the same time, during when I bought my first house, I was I wasn't that old. I mean, I was I wasn't young, young, but I was in my twenties. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Yeah, yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah. I just knew I wanted to buy a house. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, I mean, that was just, it was just that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I needed more space. Renting was, at the time, not affordable to me. Yeah. And I feel like, okay, why am I, why am I renting and spend all this money on rent? I had a three-bedroom apartment. It was maybe 
I don't remember how many square feet it was. Maybe 13, 1,400 square feet. Mm-hmm. And we, it felt like we were on top of each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I just needed space. Yeah. Makes sense. And even now, I mean, I think that's, I think that's the, square I Honestly, that's probably the, if you poll most people, the drop, most of the, I, I would think most people, that's the driving force of them owning a home or trying to pursue purchasing a home is, is for more space. Because typically you get more, you know, space when you buy a home. You know, in most yeah. cases, depending on, you know, your circumstance, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, that, that but is. But I know, like, even when I have conversations, like, I speak a lot about what has happened to me personally sometimes. Like, yeah. let's say, you know, it's a closing cost situation and they, they want to know how that works. And I'm like, oh, well, when I bought my first house, you know. Got you. Yeah, you and I had yeah. this. Or, some people don't get know, that. Some people don't. They don't divulge that information. You know what I mean? Some true. people don't. They they keep that real person, their personal stuff, their personal stuff. I mean, so they don't never... get me wrong. I don't divulge a whole lot of information yeah, either. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like me saying I bought a house ain't really. Correct. I mean, Correct. maybe. I guess it's kind of personal. I don't know. Correct. But okay. I, I, I ain't like I'm like, oh, yeah, I bought this so-and-so mm-hmm. amount dollar house and this. <laughs> no, I'm not doing all that. Yeah. But yeah. I will mention, like, yeah, I'm a homeowner. So question then. Throwing it back to you then. So in that circumstance that you said, um, if you did ask an agent and let's say you were you know, in the beginning stages of working with that agent, right? And you asked them, hey, um, you know, ask them for their experience in purchasing a home and you're a first time home buyer. And they said that they did not, they haven't, they've never purchased a home before. Does that change your outlook on that agent? Does that make you not want to work with them? Not necessarily. I guess. I can just like how when you interview for a job, right? Yeah. You could you could have never done that job, but still hold the qualifications to meet the expectations to do the job. There you go. Okay. Look at you. Okay. <laughs> now, if you got experience mm-hmm. and you jumping into this, yeah, and you, and you never owned, I could rock with that. Okay. But if you don't own and you don't have experience, we we can't do. Can't this. work together. We, we no. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Do you do you still keep in like? Because obviously, I know when you bought your first home, you weren't doing mortgages. But now that you are doing mortgages, do you know the agent? Like, do you know the agent's name and everything? The person that helps you bought your first. Yeah, home? we we did business together at yeah. my previous mortgage company. Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay. That's but cool. then her That's cool. parents were really sick, and she stopped doing real estate. She was older. Okay. My real estate agent was older. She was like, <laughs> I want to say she was like 60. Oh, yeah. 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 But she was nice. Yeah. I remember the agent that I fired. Oh, so you had an agent before her then as well? What? Oh, wow. Okay. Listen, when I bought my house, I was pregnant with my second child. No, I was looking for a house when I was pregnant. So my very first agent, we met at a house and she showed up late. I was like, it was summertime. My, I don't know how many months I was, but I'm going to assume I was very close because my daughter was born July 31st, and we were searching in the summer. So I was yeah. there. Yeah. You know, you, the you, get, you get to a certain, uh, certain uh, amount of months, your know, tolerance is Irritable. very, Irritable. very low. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. when she showed up late, I was like, oh, no. Mm-mm. And it was at a, it was, we were looking at a townhouse and I want to say it was in, and I know who the agent is. I actually worked with her after as a, okay. as a I was, that, was, that was my next question. <laughs> I, I was about to ask is. you that. I was about to ask you that. And she was just so unorganized. Like yeah. she was like, 
pulling papers from one folder, trying to stuff them in the other. I I want to say she didn't even remember my name. Mm-hmm. It was just like simple stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, nope. Mm-hmm. And, I, and then I um, went to another agent and that agent, she was fine. She was old. She was elderly. Yeah. Hey, well, she was old. No, she was elderly. She was older than I. Yeah. <laughs> but she was she was nice. That's cool. Yeah. That's what's up. But I've worked with them both as a loan officer. With That's no cool. problem. That's cool. But now that I'm thinking back at it on it, she may have been that I may have been one of her first clients. She may have been brand new. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I have no know. clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never looked up like when she started in real estate versus because because you never know when a person really started in real estate yeah. because you have some people who who carry a license they keep it active for ten years yeah but never sold a house ever yeah but then you have some people who only been active for one year but they sold ten fifteen houses That's so true. you never really know when someone's like actively in real estate That's you may true. hold a license but you may not be active. That's true. That's true. That is very true. Speaking of that too, man, um, I was talking on the way here this morning, actually. Um, it was funny. I was passing uh, the route I normally go, and it's actually I, my buddy, his house is like in the back of this cul-de-sac on that street. So when I was driving down the street, I heard somebody beeping the horn. I looked, and I seen it was him. And so it was funny because I was on Super E this morning. Like I hadn't, I, my guess was, yeah, I was on like, I think I had like six, seven miles before um, you know, you know, better I tell stop you, doing. I listen, if you go back and you listen to some podcasts <laughs> about a month or two ago, we had this conversation about we gas. We did. I didn't even want to bring it up. But I, I knew you was about to read me my rights right now. But look, <laughs> for me, for my story, I had to bring it okay. up. Okay. So anyway, you're gonna learn the hard way. That nah. brain's gonna be like. <laughs> 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 so I was driving. So I'd already had made plans to go to the gas station, which is actually right where I saw him at. So. It was cool. Like I pulled into the gas station. He actually like came out of his neighborhood and he pulled beside me. And so we were literally outside the gas station talking for like 30 minutes. And that's my buddy, uh, Cavell. And so we were just having a conversation. We were talking about the Super Bowl, just kind of catching up or whatever. And, um, you know, he was explaining to me that, you know, it's just been a lot different like the last couple of weeks, um, you know, most notably this week because of the change in the lawsuits that have been going on um, with NRA. So you know, he was explaining to me that, that, you know, the disclosures have now changed. And so the conversations you have when you're listing a property and also when you're prepping your buyer during a buyer's consultation, he's like, you got to be ahead of this stuff and have a conversation with him because you got people out here where, you know, now with the new rule where, you know, the listing agent has that conversation with the seller and the seller determines basically who gets paid and how much is the percentage is getting paid on those deals, right? Which they always had beforehand, but with it being such highlight, really highlighted now, um, you have a lot of listing agents who are just saying, hey, you know, you don't have to pay the buyer's agent. You could just pay the listing agent and, you know, it could be, you know, three, four, five, six percent. And then once you do that, once you have that, you know, agreement in place, that's what's put out there when your house is listed. So, you know, preparing your buyer's agents. Like I have a buyer that I'm working with right now who really likes a house who um, he's military as well. So he really likes a house and the house he likes, the listing says that the only the listing agent is getting paid and the buyer's agent, I think gets $1, literally $1. And so the buyer's agent has been showing this person houses all the time because the person is PCS and from, I think from uh, 
from the West Coast. I think maybe from San Diego, if I'm not mistaken. So he's been showing houses, video, FaceTiming houses, all this or whatever. And the person really loves this house. And now they're pursuing this house. And the buyer or the buyer's agent is like basically being, you know, like not getting paid out of the deal. You know what I'm saying? Now, the buyer said that he was going to be willing to pay the buyer. Yeah, I, his own a I know exactly. This is oh. the conversation we had. He was like, he was willing to pay him, <laughs> but can. but he technically can't. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those scenarios now where it's like, it's kind of unfortunate, you know, because you have listing agents who, um, depending on how they approach the situation, how they have the conversation, whatever the seller ultimately decides, they could really have an influence on how the commissions are divvied, you know, when it comes to the buyer's agent and themselves. So I tough, wouldn't man. be surprised if the Department of Veteran Affairs, Veteran Affairs don't sue, what, NARS? Who's coming uh, up with N- these N- rules? NRA. NRA? Yeah, yeah. For discrimination. Yeah. Yeah, because you're gonna have people. You, I mean, you see, you're in that fence if you yeah, if you're you're gonna have people making it to where now that VA buyer because let's backtrack. So yeah. a veteran cannot pay brokerage or commission fees when you're buying, right? Yeah, those fees are not to be paid to um the agent. Yeah. So, in this specific example. NAR? NRA. NRA. National Realtor Association. Okay. NRA. (laughs) (laughs) Is basically saying that the seller can collect just their commissions and make the buyer pay their own commissions. But then the VA, which this has been set in stone way before this specific issue just came out, is saying that the um, veteran can't pay for these commissions or fees. And now that's going to not allow veterans to buy specific homes. They won't even be eligible to buy the home simply because they cannot pay the commissions and NRA is going to um, uh, allow the seller to divvy up the the commissions, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because so, it's going to get messy. You, then you're going to start having buyer's agents who are not even going to, like, show houses that they see that they're not getting paid on, too. You got to think about it from that perspective as well. Because, you know, I mean, I'm not a real estate agent, but I know I'm not trying to be working for free. You know what I'm saying? So I know that if I have a buyer who is looking at houses and there's three houses that I think that would meet what they're looking for, and one of those houses, because you have to put out there um on the listing how the commission is going to be or you know you can say negotiable or whatever but it has to be listed on the mls as far as how those commissions are going to be broken up right because that's something that is established once a house is listed so Mm. if if there's three houses out there and one of those houses says that hey the listing agent is getting six percent and i get in the buyer's agent against one dollar I don't think that that buyer's agent is going to be that enthused to show that buyer that house because they know if they really like that house, they're not going to get paid as much or if anything on that particular house. And so, therefore, there's going to be the natural human element in it. There's going to be influence. To me, it's very similar. We talked about it before about in our banking world, right, Mm -hmm. when it came to, like, the big thing with Wells Fargo, right, Mm -hmm. when you were putting these, um, you know, these quotas on folks and saying, hey, threatening them with their job and saying, if you don't get X amount of sales, then you're going to lose your job, right? 
And then so you have people, even managing managers as well. Yep. I mean, they coming started up ways coming up ways to, to make it happen, right? So, I mean, that's that's when you put somebody's back against the wall and, and you're basically trying to say, hey, they can't make a certain amount of money, um, you know, or they're going to make no money on a situation when they're in a commission-based employment. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you're going to have people doing things, man, that is unethical. And I think it's just really going to be, it's going to be different, man. And think about this. Think about this. If you're the listing agent that not necessarily is allowing it, right? Because the decision comes from the seller. Correct. But you got to influence, though, because you can exactly, explain it to them in a certain way. Say, you can explain it to them in a certain way. You where, was a listing agent. Yep. All these buyers agents see that you're the one doing it. Mm-hmm. Make it blackball. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's a fact. Then, then nobody wants to work with you. Correct. Correct. And then what happens then? Correct. Because they, I mean, people are going to pay attention to who is the other yeah, agent on this estate, other side. Real estate is almost like a big fraternity. You know it what I mean? Is. You want to each, all y'all want to help each other out, right? Absolutely. For the greater good. So if you got yourself and you're over here, like feeling like you, you know, you monopolizing in a situation where you're like, hey, you know what I'm saying? On all my listings, I'm doing 6%. I don't care. So like I can do less business and get paid a certain amount of money because I'm getting paid 6% on every deal versus 3%. Forget that buyer's agent. I'm just gonna go after listings. Forget them, right? Like you could do that, but that's gonna that's gonna run out, man. Because when your name, when you get attached to that type of stigma, I mean, it's it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be really, really tough. And I'm already seeing it. Like I'm already seeing some real estate agents who actually been ahead of this. To be honest with you, who like because technically you could have, you know, you can negotiate the commissions, but being it like they're them specifically on all of their listings, that's what it is. Like, so you kind of like, I can see if it's like yeah. here, one, here and there, whatever, wherever the listing agent and the seller has a conversation, the seller picks on this one to go 5% and this person gets 1% or this person, like if it differenti- if it's different on all of them, that's a little bit believable, a little different. But if you, this particular agent behind all of their listings is always the same where they're, the buyer's agent is not getting any or very little commission and, and the listing agent is getting the majority or all of the commission, like there has to be some type of conversation that you're having that's that's hap- that's making that be the case. You know Absolutely. So, yeah, it's um muddy waters. Yeah, it's tough. Fun times. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's tough, man. But that's something that me and him was talking about this morning at the gas station, where you know he was like, "Man, it's tough," because he's actually on the rain board, so he sees all these lawsuits that come through. Like he sees everything. He's like, "Man, it's a lot, bro." He was like, "It's a lot, man. It's a lot going on." Dad. I wonder if I can get on the rain board. Is if you can get on it. I don't know. You got to be a real estate agent on it. Do you? I believe so. I believe so. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I think most of I the people on nosy. there are real You said this be nosy. <laughs> yeah, I think most people on there are real estate agents in some okay. form or fashion. Because um, I feel like there's a certain amount of hours you have. But you have to have an unbiased party, right? No? Exactly. Shouldn't you have like an unbiased party, somebody who's not a real estate agent? I feel like that's fair. Yeah. Well, I think you have to like, I think it's like credentials in the sense of like, you've had to like sell a certain amount of real estate or been hold a license for oh. a certain amount of time. Like, you know, so you may not be actively selling them today or whatever, but you've had to have, you know, a certain amount of accolades, a certain amount of experience, I guess you could say. So, okay. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's tough, man. I'm, I'm eager to see how, how that plans out. Cause you got a lot of people, as we talked about before, you know, listings are harder to come by than, than, um, buys. than, than buys, you know, so you got people who are, are, are are relying on buyers agents who we are, you know, as well, yeah, you know, from absolutely. this perspective of mortgages, man. So you, yeah, because you if know, I, if my buyer has to not only worry about cl- uh, closing costs, now they have to worry about paying a commission to a real estate agent. Yeah, it that's a lot of money. Yeah, it is for for individuals who already don't have 
money. Yeah. And see, for me, I'm a, I'm an investor, right? So I sell houses too. Like I build houses and sell them. So like, like I could, I, I wouldn't do that. I mean, I, I could be greedy and be like, yo, that means now I can make more money than what I was before. Most of the time as an investor, you already have to cut out 9% mm-hmm. and say, hey, 3% is going to the buyer agent, 3% is going to the listing agent, and you're probably going to have to pay the buyer's closing costs, right? So you automatically structure your deal and evaluate the deal based on knowing that money is not your money. And if you get any of that, then that's just bonus. That's the icing on the cake. So I could say, hey, shoot, now, boom, 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 I, I can get, you know, way more or whatever, but I know that it's a big circle, like I call it the circle of life. Like just it's because just I'm a on this circle of real estate life. <laughs> <laughs> so just because I'm like me eating, be eating over here, you know, what I mean, I'm taking money out of my hand over here. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. by by attacking that type of situation that in that manner. So I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see what. We'll happens. see. We'll see. Yeah, but what you got going on? What's um, what's coming up this was this weekend? Yeah, what you got going on? Anything coming up? Yes, so my son's birthday was yesterday. My little baby turned five. Big five. And we are um, having a birthday party on Saturday. Sweet, sweet. So excited. He's excited. He's super excited. So we're going to do that. Okay. And then um, I think that's it for the weekend. Okay. Yeah. That's about, I mean, I have to like pick up the cake, pick up the blooms and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I already braided his hair and got him a haircut and stuff like that. So he, he he's fresh right now. He been he he been key hot shit too. Oh, hundred percent. I already know. Oh, I already know that is. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a boy. I'm a guy. I'm a man. So I know like. I'm a boy. Yeah, like you know, I got a son who's you know five as well. So I know exactly how that was. We went to the barbershop, got him fresh for his birthday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Was smiling, looking yeah. around, just uh-huh. you know, just just exuberant. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. So that's all I got going. What about you? Um, shoot, this weekend, you know, obviously coming out from going out of town last weekend, man, I typically try not to play in things back to back, so we don't got nothing going on this weekend. I know my son's last basketball game um, is this weekend, okay. so I'm excited for that. Um, so did he play last weekend? No, no, he didn't play. He didn't play. Yeah, yeah, he didn't play. My parents came over and watched the kids, and uh, he did not play. Oh. Yeah, 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 he set that one out. Um, but yeah, so I'm- I'm surprised your dad didn't take him. Yeah, I mean, my, my parents are coming to this game because this is his last one. But I think because it was Super Bowl Sunday, I think a couple kids actually didn't go. Like, oh, you know, okay. be, uh, you know, because their games are on Sundays, which is kind of a little, a little different. You know yeah, what I mean? that you know? is different. Um, but yeah, usually Sunday is a relaxed day, church day and relaxed day. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So yeah, this weekend, man, I don't got any plans. Just uh, like I said, I know Chilling. this last game is Sunday. I know uh, Monday is a holiday though. Um, oh my gosh, yeah, yes, yeah, I'm so tired holiday. of these holidays. <laughs> so you tired of the holidays? <laughs> yes. Well, I, I think the week that um, my kids were sick kind of took it, took me out of it. Makes sense. You know, that that was extra days that are outside of the normal regular schedule. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I, what, I, what I plan to do, though, on Monday, though, because the kids have been asked, especially my son, um, one of the houses that I've been building recently is under contract and the buyer closes on it at the end of this month. And so I took I, I took my kids to see, like, the process. I took them to see it, like, when it was nothing there, then when it was starting to be built, and then when it was like maybe like 60, 70% done, like the outside, you know, you could tell it was pretty much getting, you know, finished up or whatever. And so they want, they've never been inside of it though. So that's something that I always try to do is bring them to the house so they can kind of see what daddy does as far as that goes. You know what I mean? Because they always see me at home and stuff. So they, and they see me on the phone. So they know I do stuff, but I kind of want to show them so they understand, you know, the whole dynamic and everything. Yeah. So uh, on Monday, since they're out of school, what I'll probably do 
is take them out there. Because since the buyer is closing, I think late next week, I mean, I ain't going to be able to do it, you know, anytime soon, you know, yeah. once the buyer actually closes on it. So Monday, I'll probably take them out to the house so they can actually see it and um, see like, hey, the house is done. Like you saw it. And, you know, this is the beginning. And this is the very end. Now the person is getting ready to move in and buy the house, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I'll probably do it on Monday. But outside of that, like I said, just, just chill. Life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that is all we have for today. Yeah. And I will, or we will, see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>